Hey guys, welcome back to Mindset Managed. I just want to say sorry I've got a cold, so if I sound a bit stuffy it's because I've only been back at work for two weeks and I have a cold already. <laughs> um, that was to be expected to be fair, but hey, that, that's what it is. I just wanted to talk to you about something that I'm considering or have considered because I've gone back to work and I was so nervous about going back to work. I wanted to consider the idea of visualisation. So a lot of us that are overthinkers, that worry a lot, basically have an active imagination. That's what you would say to a child who worries a lot or a child that thinks a lot. You'd say, you have an active imagination. And I think that's definitely something that holds true in adults as well. That if you worry a lot, if you think about things too much, it's probably because you're intelligent and also because you have an active imagination. Your brain is basically using its own creativity, which is a good thing, but in all the wrong ways. It's, it's feeding your anxiety by thinking about these scenarios um, again and again and again. Um, so the brain, it sometimes can't tell the difference between reality and fantasy. And in one way, that's absolutely terrifying, but in another way, it's quite interesting. And today's podcast episode, I just wanted to quickly give you this as a tool. If you are somebody who's anxious, somebody who overthinks, somebody who worries a lot, I wanted you to, to be able to, t- to tap into that overactive imagination that you have, to be able to tap into this um, worrying that you do in a different way, in a more creative way. So visualisation, when I say that, people tend to mean um, kind of like, you know, sitting, meditating, thinking about things. And of course you can do that if you want, but it doesn't have to be exactly like that if you don't want to. Visualisation can be done through literally writing. You can write a scenario out uh, in, whilst you're visualising it because you're seeing it in your head before you write it down on the page, right? So you can kind of do it any way you want, but like I say, I want to use this as a tool. I want to help you use this as a tool to help you to kind of um test your mind in a way and to ask yourself questions to see things from new points of view um in ways that you might not be able to do when you're just sitting in that overactive imagination thinking about things ruminating ruminating stuck in a thought loop instead actively doing it takes you out of that thought loop and does it in a more productive way and a more healthy way because sometimes it's a lot harder to just say, hey, stop worrying, just stop thinking, you know? I wouldn't say that to somebody because I know how hard it is to do that myself. You can't just stop sometimes. Sometimes you get really, really stuck and you might stop briefly, but then it comes right back again anyway. So I'm with you in that. As somebody with anxiety, I know how that feels. It's not easy. And in general life anyway, it's so there's so many things to worry about, right? Especially right now in the world, the way it is. It's kind of like, you know, a really good Stephen King book, (laughs) the way that this year has been. And so, yeah, there is a lot to think about, there's a lot to worry about when you give yourself the time to do so. So if you're already worrying, you might as well do it in a productive way, is what I'm trying to say. Now, please let me just do a disclaimer. I'm not saying that you should just give in to your worrying, you should just give in to overthinking, you should just do it aimlessly, or you should just do it without trying to stop yourself. If you can do the methods of stopping yourself, distracting yourself, thinking about things from a new point of view, then that's that's really good. I want you to do that. I just wanted to also give you another tool in case it helps in any way, because it has helped me at some points. So basically what the tool is, is thinking of two different things. One, the worst case scenario and two the best case scenario so again that might seem quite simplistic you've probably heard that before to consider what's the best that could happen what's the worst that could happen but how much have you 
actually actively visualized those scenarios. So you might be able to just say it to a friend, like a friend goes, oh, what's the worst that could happen? And you just tell them. But have you actually properly sat and listed those things or played out those scenarios in your head? Yes? No? It might be quite helpful. So when I was going back to work, obviously I was worried. Or when I was even going for the job in the first place, I was very worried as well. I knew that this was a good job, a good opportunity for me that I couldn't pass up. But I was so, so terrified. And I was so close to talking myself out of these things. So that was me having the overactive imagination, the worrying, the anxiety, the ruminating thought loops without actively capturing what I'm thinking and actually playing out those scenarios so what we need to do instead is to do it actively do it with awareness do it with purpose you know channel that creativity into actually visualizing with purpose and actually seeing it properly so let's take the first one so the worst case scenario so say I say to myself about going back to work um, after the pandemic what's the worst that could happen what is the absolute worst that could happen So I could say to myself, okay, the worst that could happen is that, one, I could get sick. And if I get sick, I could make other people sick. And I would feel bad about making other people sick. If I made my mum sick, my mum is high risk. She could actually be hospitalised or, you know, God forbid, she could lose her life fighting against that virus. So that would be the worst case scenario is literally making my mum sick. That's really bad. Another worst case scenario is that I could get to my job and be really, really bad at it. I could be having panic attacks every single day and my boss is like, I don't think this job is for you. We're going to have to let you go. So again, worst case scenario, I could be fired. Now you might be sitting there thinking, wow, how is, with, how is thinking about the worst thing a good thing? And you're right, it's, it's not. In some cases, thinking about the worst thing is not a good idea. So this will take, you know, your intellect, your own judgment to decide whether it's a good idea to do this right now, if it's appropriate for the situation that you're in. For me, I feel like it was appropriate because at the end of the day, I can then turn around after I've visualised those things that make me sad, visualise those things that make me angry. I can turn it around and say, OK, so what could I do to prevent those things from happening? Is there any way that I could do that? And it's, yes, I could be very protective of myself when I'm at school. Obviously, the school has certain measures anyway to keep people from spreading the virus. But I can make sure I could wear a mask in the halls. I can sanitise. I can step away from the kids rather than getting close like I used to. Um, And I can, you know, just ensure that I'm moving about the classroom in a way that's protective for me. And obviously, I could limit the amount of time that I see my mum. I could not touch my mum when I see her. I could wear a mask when I see her. Same with my grandparents. So the worst case scenario is there, it could totally possibly happen, but I also know that I can control the possibility or the probability, should I say, of the worst case scenario playing out. And then it suddenly feels like the worst case scenario is actually not that likely. And the same with me being fired. I know that I've already done uh, three weeks, I think it was, of the job before, and I was good at it. And at the end of the day, they know that they hired somebody who's not done it before, who's unqualified technically. And they know that they still hired me anyway. So they obviously see my potential. And they also know that I'm not going to walk into the job and be perfect at it. They're going to be willing to teach me. They're going to know that I'm going to need to have that mentoring along the way. Of course, with this kind of job, you're kind of thrown into it. In case you didn't know, I was thrown into it. But you do learn as you go. And obviously, you learn by asking questions. So turning my another one of my worst case scenarios around I can see that I have a certain level of control over the situation by learning 
asking questions and reminding them that I'm still a newbie, I still need help, that's fine. Admitting that is fine and it helps me to admit that. But also, I can think about it in a new way, see it from a new point of view, that yes, worst case scenario, I could panic, I could be told that I'm rubbish and fired, that could happen. But is it likely to happen? I'm working in a role where I'm working with people who support other people with mental health um, difficulties, people with mental illnesses, people with learning disabilities. So they wouldn't then turn around to a colleague or, you know, um, somebody that they've hired recently and say, you're rubbish for having a panic attack. We want to get rid of you. They're not going to say that to me, are they? They're going to instead sit me down and probably try and talk it through with me, try and see if they can get me some support. That's what they would do because that is their job anyway. So again, I've took a visual um, um, and played out a story of the worst case scenario, but I've also played out a story of how I can have better control and also a different perspective about that scenario. So you see how I'm using my imagination. I'm using this worrying time more productively. I'm sitting down and I'm literally, you can write it out, write out the worst case scenario. You can write it out as a story. You can write it out in third person if you want to, if you want to make it more creative and more fun. You can sit there and imagine it in your head if you want to, feel the feelings if you want to, that's okay. But then you also need to do the other flip side where it's like, okay, so I need to say, if there's a way that I can control the outcome, is that likely to happen? You know, asking yourself, is that likely to happen? And if it is that you find that it is likely to happen, ask yourself, would I still survive if this happens? So even if I couldn't think of any way that I could not make my mum sick, this feels awful to say, I don't really want to do this example, but um, could I survive if my mum gets sick? Yes. Could she survive if she gets sick? Yes. And I don't really like that scenario, like I said, so let's do the other one. (laughs) So if I'm fired, could I survive? Yes, it would be awful. I would feel really bad. I know I would. And obviously anybody would. But that doesn't mean that there's no job out there that I can do. It probably just means that that job wasn't for me. And I could just try a different job. Maybe I could still work in a school, but work with younger children. Maybe I could work in a different environment. There are so many jobs out there, so many skills to learn. I'm still at university studying to get a degree. So once I get my degree, I could get a different job as well. There are so many options out there. So even if the worst happens, you have to ask yourself as well. After you've asked yourself if, the, if it's likely and if there's a way to control it, ask yourself, even if it happens, will I be okay? And the answer most likely will be yes. So on the other side then, we think about the best case scenario. So when I'm thinking about how worried I am about going back to work, I need to ask myself, what is the best case scenario? So the best case scenario is I go into work and I don't get sick. I go into work and I'm really enjoying my job. I'm enjoying the time with the children. I'm feeling fulfilled because I'm using my skills. I'm using what I'm good at. I'm being myself. I'm just using my personality and I'm enjoying the work that I'm doing. I'm being fulfilled because I'm helping people, which is always what I've liked to do. These kids um, rely on me. They feel good in my presence. They're like, yes, miss, I can can do this. And by the way, it's really weird being called miss (laughs) when you're not used to it but it's also really nice and I've got that sense of responsibility um when you're um in the send team so the special educational needs department um you are kind of your own boss in a way because you're in a classroom helping those kids by yourself and so you need to use your own discretion decide things for yourself and that's really that's really quite empowering for me to have that position to know that I am in 
the only person who's in control in that classroom to help those kids, specifically those kids. Obviously, there's a teacher in the classroom, but they're not there to support the special needs kids. I am. And I feel good and in control and have that sense of responsibility and that duty again that comes with a sense of fear as well because you could mess up but it's actually really empowering as well and so I could list all the reasons why I love the job all the reasons why I could enjoy it all the reasons why I could feel good about it and come out with a really positive view And to not just think about those things, not just list those things, but imagine them, deeply go into them. Again, have that feeling about it. Feel those things inside of you like, wow, how powerful it would be to feel that way. Again, a great way of using your imagination. So you're already sitting worrying, you're already thinking about those things. Instead, why don't you do it actively? Why don't you take the time to really properly you know play out those scenarios play out how it would work how how you could feel it and ask yourself even with the best case scenarios as well ask yourself is it likely so is it likely that I'm going to enjoy my job yes I wouldn't have gone for the job anyway if I didn't already believe that working in a school would be good for me you know I'm somebody who likes to learn I'm somebody who likes to help people I'm somebody who's naturally empathetic and kind and so working in a school supporting children sounds perfect And yes, you might think like, oh, but you know, there is no perfect job. There really isn't. And so there's days where I feel drained. There's days days when I'm tested because the kids are having a bad day, which means I have a bad day. And that's fine. You can't necessarily love your job every single day, every single moment. And you're not supposed to. But is it possible that I could enjoy it in general? Is it possible that I'm doing, that I could find that I'm doing the right job? Yes, that is totally possible. And so playing out these things, seeing these scenarios properly submerging yourself into them and like you know properly exploring them can be so helpful in getting out of that anxious mind and it might not last forever you might still feel anxious the next day but then you can go back to this technique of visualizing of feeling how it feels to have the best case scenario feeling how it feels to explore the worst case scenario but even have answers of what you'll do if the worst happens so you know that you're armed with the knowledge, the evidence of, I know that what the best could be, and this means that I need to go for it and see what happens. I know what the worst will be, and I know that I'll be okay even if that happens. Again, it gives you that sense of confidence. It helps you to get through the door. It might not make you feel fine. It might not take the fear away, but if it gets you through the door, I think that's worth doing. So that was this week's uh, podcast episode, something to think about if you're worried about anything that's coming up in in your life. Um, Consider using your imagination, your overactive worrying to, in a good way, in a productive way, by actively visualising and using your imagination and writing it out and exploring these scenarios, best and worst. Take care guys and I'll speak to you next week. Bye.